now you're playing Brazil. You're in, you're in the tunnel looking at mm-hmm. Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind? Is, is it now? Okay. Whose shirt am I getting? <laughs> <laughs> Martin Keown just got his bash straight in my face. <gasps> just livened me up. But Jude Bellingham, yeah, they're talking about 100, 100 million. I don't see it could be even more. Jones. And I'm Spets Gonzalez. And this is Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. In this show, we talk to celebrity guests as we get nostalgic looking back at retro football shirts that made us fall in love with the game. Yeah, our guests choose four shirts to tell the story of their lives. The first one, the haunted one, the unforgettable one, and finally, the named one. That's right. Today we have a special guest. He has the best celebration in football. He's a legend. He's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Emil Husky! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining uh, us. Thank you for having me. I don't know if you can tell, but we are buzzing to have you here. Good, good. I like that. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Just busy with uh, football and life. Do you know what's crazy? It's like about a year, two years ago, I was at home posting videos on my Instagram, dancing. And I just see Emil Heskey started following me. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, no, nah, I'm not even going to click it. It's someone messing around. Because you know there's loads of people that will call themselves Emil Heskey? Yeah. I went on the page, I saw it. It's Emil Heskey. <laughs> did it have a blue tick? It had a... Uh, <laughs> not the two years, blue ticks wasn't really a... Uh, did you have a blue tick two years ago? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Of course so, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking thinking, what? Now for me, look, you know, there's Van Dyke that follows me that I don't care about, but when it's Emil Heskey, because that's Delete. my era. So did you follow him back? I've got that straight away. No, I think no. I messaged you. Yeah, yeah, you I messaged him straight away. I'd be disappointed that he wasn't already following you. <laughs> Why? If he's I, such a hero. Do you know what? <laughs> that's that's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, I just didn't think that Emil Heskey would have Instagram. I just didn't think that. We've seen everyone looking. It's that era, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just, that era, I just thought, yeah. nah, he hasn't got it, so I'm going to check. I suppose now is the time then to ask, what did you think of Specs dance moves when you nah, were doing it? You know, the funny thing is when you're looking at videos like that, you, <laughs> they cheer you up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they do. They do. They're, they're, they're funny, so, you know, you always want to oh, cheer thank you up. I like this. So you two kind of, like, know each other already, Of then. course, of course. Do you like, so you slid into his DMs. <laughs> what did you, what did you say? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I remember, I, 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 I'm sure I was like, Uncle Emil. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> like my voice, my voice changed as well. <laughs> but you know, it's just like you're, you're, you're starstruck, isn't it? Because I think it's, it's really a... nice that you replied actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. you must get so many people messaging you like, "Hi, speak to me, speak to me." What made you reply to him? Nah, because I've been watching a lot of his videos from, for a while, so it was nice to, to for him to reach out, and so you have to give it back. It's weird, though, isn't it? It's like as a kid, you're watching. Because I remember, I remember Emil Heskey at Filbert Street. There you go. <laughs> like Leicester City with the walkers at, at, at top. Mm-hmm. And it's like 10 years after, he's watching me. Like, <laughs> How did that make you feel? I think it was like, I think that was like, it, it gave me confidence to know that, all right, cool, you know what? I'm going to post more videos. Because <laughs> you never know, maybe someone like Gordon Strachan might start following me. <laughs> He's on. He's on Instagram. Um, I mean, you say you've been busy. I mean, what have you been up to? So I, I help out with the women's um, head of football development with the women's Leicester City women's, um, wow. and I, I dual role with the boys 18s and the 23s. Wow. Yeah. And are you loving it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. To be honest with you, it's good. You know, the thing is, when you play football for so long, <clears throat> you've got so much to give back. Where do you give it, and how do you give it? Um, and then coaching allows you to be back on there because. Being on the pitch is all I know. Everyone asks me, oh, do you miss football? Mm, yes and no. I don't miss the games. I miss the, the 
the training and the banter, keeping fit, being around the lads, everything. So, and that gives you the opportunity to be back in there. You must be buzzing with where women's football's going right now. Oh, it's huge. It's, mm. got, it's, it's growing so much. And obviously, I joined when they, we were in the championship. So, and then you've seen the steps and then the, the, the Lioness is winning. It's just taking it to another level. Um, and it's, it's, it's only going to get bigger and bigger, which is fantastic. And I guess you see personally as well what this means to the women as individuals. Yeah, 100%. Again, <clears throat> it's fascinating because you get some of the older players who really have only been a professional for probably about three, three years now. And the younger ones who have got everything now going forward, they were, they were part-time working, etc. Now this is their full-time job. Um, every day coming in, preparing for games, preparing for being fit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. But then the other side of it is the mental side of it where mm. they're not used to the scrutiny of, of being a footballer um, and especially the scrutiny of being a footballer in this day and age where you've got social media. I can just go straight to you, like get the specs did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, but you don't know what their incentives are going straight to that person and then the mental health side of it. So it's, it's, they've been thrown a lot, but they'll need a lot of help with that as well. Are you glad that you weren't around in the era of social media, like in your in your playing days, where it was as big as it is now? Mm, yes and no. I'll say I'll say yes and no because you choose to be on it as well, mm. so you can choose to be off it if you want to. Mm. Um, it's it's a it's a means of um, connecting with the right fans. It's a means of connecting and 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 sponsorships, etc. So you can actually grow your network that way. Um, but again, when you're attacked in any way, it's directly to you. It's not on a newspaper that is out there. It's to you in your in your hand, which is come for some people can be very very difficult. I think people feel a lot of pressure anyway, <laughs> uh, football players and just people in society in general anyway yeah, to 100%. be on it. Um, I think one of the good aspects of it is you then can use that as your platform to reply or to uh, put right any wrongs you, you know if, if something has been written about you that's factually incorrect you at least have the opportunity well, to can, do you that you can control the narrative and i think yeah. that's what um we're talking about football i think that's what um gal southgate's done fantastic you know when i was in in, in england squads it was newspapers scrawled everywhere and you just write whatever you want no one knows whether it's true or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now they control the narrative. You're on social media. You can see what's going on. You can you can hear directly from the players. You feel like you're actually in the camp, whereas we're kind of secluded a little bit. So so we should have had social media back in the day, really, innit? Social media were pubs. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true, isn't it? The Twitter in. <laughs> it was face to face. <laughs> it's true that though. I guess it's um uh, the, the only difference is that it gives people anonymity. It gives mm -hmm. them a platform where they can say what they want and very rarely are there any you Combat. know repercussions mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Um just on um Gareth and the squad, what do you think of this England squad? I think they're great. I think uh to bring a nation together again. Yeah, you can say that in the last 10 years, 20 years, it's been divided a little bit. You've got the, the team, you've got the fans, you've got the media. Maui's kind of brought them all together, which is fantastic. Um, I think he's done brilliant on that. Um, to go to a semi-final and a final, he's done more than what I did. <laughs> I got to a quarters, even though it was against Ronaldo, Rivaldo and Ronaldinho. <laughs> we, are yeah. we are going to talk about that. The first one. It's the shirt that made you fall in love with football, and it's a stripped regular. The Candy Liverpool shirt, 1989 to 1990. 
the LFC badge and Adidas logo, three stripes down the shoulder and loads of random scratch marks and triangles in white on the red. We're talking Barnes, of course, Beardsley, Hansen, Rush and their last league title until the Klopp era. One person. John Barnes. Ah, oh. love John Barnes. <laughs> Thirty million times on this show. Yeah, but we, can we always hear? We can always hear it again. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves John Barnes. Oh, yeah. John Barnes. I know, but we love him. John Barnes slayed me for calling him uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tired. He had a go at me. He sat there and had a go at me. He's like, "How old are you?" I said, "I told him my age." He's like, "Well, don't call me uncle." He's like, "What? You're not the same age as me." Um, my experience of John Barnes is he does my accent very well. Okay. He does a very good impression of me. Works on his. Works on his. Just northern. It's generic yeah, northern. northern. Yeah. He does it. Re he, he nails it. Is it. Tell us why he was your hero. So uh, being a Liverpool fan. Watching Watching John Barnes and watching someone who who resembles me, to be honest with you, you can look at someone, see someone on the pitch, and he's he's the best player, and he looks like you. So someone like that was just phenomenal. Um, running down the wing, taking players on, crossing the players, set, uh, setting up goals, scoring wonderful goals. I remember just being in awe of him. Uh, I'm right-footed, but. I used to pretend to be John Barnes, and it was good actually because then you're practicing with your left foot, so you're running down the, running <laughs> in the in the street and in the in the park with you practicing your left foot. You don't even know that you're actually practicing it because all you want to do is oh. be like John Barnes. That's crazy, John Barnes. We, when we were talking about his goal, especially when the one against Brazil mm -hmm. in Brazil, oh. uh, he played it down. He, he, he said that the players that he played against were drunk. He said <laughs> it right here. Did yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. We were like that goal was class. He skipped. <laughs> Past loads of players, yeah, yeah. he just he just played it down. He played. He was talking like he wasn't even all that football that we overrated him. Nah, he was he was phenomenal. To be honest with you, again, if you're looking at that era, mm. he was he was the best for that era. And that goal in itself shows his ability to take players on the way that he did, and then go around the goalkeeper and score. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at this shirt now. I mean, Candy. I like it though. It's, it's, it's retro. It's, it's I, I iconic, enjoy it. Though, isn't it? It's iconic. Yeah, I like this shirt. And if you put, if you if you were to show anyone that shirt, mm. John Barnes was the player that they can only name. Oh, so there's no one else. So he was he was only one player for the. <laughs> <laughs> felt like what it. was everyone else? Felt like it. <laughs> felt like it. You, you do. You would associate yeah, that shirt with him, wouldn't you? It's kind of iconic <laughs> yeah. for him. Um, let's talk about your career <laughs> because obviously you started at your hometown club yeah. of Leicester. But was Liverpool always the dream for yeah. you? Yeah. Um, growing up with my uncle uh, around me, and he was a Liverpool fan, so I was, I'm a Liverpool fan. And then um, having him, John Barnes, as an idol, um, and then. Coming through the ranks and playing is just phenomenal. And then obviously getting the opportunity to, to put that shirt on, another dream come true. What was that feeling like? Just amazing. Again, I had I'd opportunities to go to other clubs. Um, but I, chose, I wanted to stay at Leicester and prove myself and wanted to play. Um, and I didn't really want to leave home either at 16. So going uh, playing playing in a f first team at 17 got my opportunity to play with first team at 17 uh, there was a few qpr away there was a few there was a bug going around uh players went down and i was i was the only one who could play um so I made my debut at 17 and then just uh went from there 18 playing regularly got into the premier league but yeah it just went from there now this is interesting cuz um obviously we spoke about your connection with the club mm -hmm. but um I read this uh, yesterday uh, and confirm if this is true. When Leicester were in brink of administration in the early 2000s, you donated a consortium led by Gary Lineker to help keep the club afloat. Mm -hmm. yeah. You did? Yeah. 
Wow. So Gary Lineker Gary set up the consortium and I, I, I gave money in. Without Leicester, where would I be? Mm. And then when you hear that's going under, what do you do? So I felt that I needed to give money in because they're the ones that put me up there. I was, by the time I'd left, I was uh, England international. And I wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for them giving me that platform from the age of nine. This should be a statue. This should be a statue outside. Emma Heskin statue. Get it sorted. Get it sorted. You have a word. <laughs> You're going to leave that consortium. You oh, can what, get all the money. One hundred percent. Of course. I mean, when Leicester, Leicester won the league in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Surely the medal should have gone to you, Emma. Surely. I would have loved to have one. That was one that's missing. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an incredible story, that though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was fun, phenomenal, the phenomenal. And the fascinating thing is watching it, right? So you're always saying, as, as a player, you're always saying, well, ah, you know what, they're doing well, they're doing really well. But Christmas time is when they get busy, when there's loads of games, back to back, back to back, that's when, you know, it gets tough. And then they come through that, that, pit, that bit and they've not lost. And you're like, well, you know, when it comes to January, <laughs> <laughs> you're always giving them excuses. You're it's saying, true, that, yeah. isn't it? And then you look at the fixtures and you go, yeah, but they've got three they've or four really three, difficult yeah. games Man in. Man City not... away and yeah. when they beat Man City away, well, they've got Man United at home. <laughs> and it's at what point you start allowing yourself to believe it can really happen yeah. then. But the fascinating thing for me is someone put a bet on them to win. They, they, they did the, the, the season before, they'd done the great escape. So they really, they were actually yeah. down. And then for someone to then say, they're going to win the, they're going to win the league next year. What? <laughs> and someone put money on it. Well, that was, that was quite, I, I could, quite I could, a few. Something was wrong. Because I remember Arsenal finished second. And I really <laughs> thought, Connor, I know you thought as well that Arsenal, <laughs> we're going to catch up and win this. So there you go. The Welbeck header at the Emirates. So I remember, I said, yeah, let's, let's just done. And they went and won the league. <laughs> I'd love to know how much people got off the back mm. of that. You know, if you put money on that at the beginning no, of the it season, was a, it, was a, it was a lot. They got a you probably lot wouldn't of money. have had to work that. Year. I, I remember meeting <laughs> one guy who um, who cashed out. Really? Yeah. Oh, he'd have been gutted, gutted yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. If only it had just held on. Yeah. Um, no, that was it. Was impressive. It was so impressive that. Um, let's talk about two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Liverpool won the treble, the FA Cup, League Ooh. Cup, and uh, uh, UEFA Cup, mm-hmm. and you scored twenty two goals, mm-hmm. your best goal scoring season. <laughs> Were you on top of the world at that point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Going to there and um, with the players that we had. So I'd left Leicester and uh, I'd, I'd, we'd, we'd just won the League Cup. And then I decided uh, to leave because I'd thought, for personal, personal reasons, where can I go now? Where, what can I do? What can I push to do now? I've done, we'd gone to three, look, three League Cup finals in four years at Leicester. Is that where, uh, is that where they are right now? Can I push myself? I, I was England regular. So, um, chose to go to Liverpool. I knew it was going to be a, 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 a tough task, but I was ready for it. I, well, there's no pressure. 11 million at the time is a lot of money. Yeah. It's the highest fee. Do you know what? You, you, I never, I never ever thought about that until everyone keeps telling you. Really? <laughs> no, is that you the never, truth? Yeah. You never think about it until everyone keeps shoving it down your throat. Oh, you, you went for 11 million. Oh, he's 11 million. Oh, that is 11 million. Well, really and truly, okay, that's fine, but I never got that. <laughs> that's a good way to think yeah, it, isn't that's it? True, it's true. Actually. So I never thought until about it until because I knew at the end of the day I was in England international at the time, so I'd been around all them players, so I knew that I could cut it at that level. So does the does the pressure come attached to that feed though? When people are talking about it, does it put you under pressure? Only when you allow it to put you, put you under Did pressure. Did you? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Not until way into it actually. When I first went there, I was like, oh, look at this. Like a little kid. 
I was 22, yeah, I was 22 years old. Um, so I was still, I was still a kid. And then you go into this big stadium that you played in before with Leicester, but it's different. Why? Yeah, just having the whole crowd behind you, singing the, singing the Never Walk Alone, etc. The roar of the cop. Yeah, everything was just different. So going into that, you're like, yeah. So you, you, you have this buzz about you, and then you go and win another game, then win another, you score, and then you're just on cloud nine. And every week you're just thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to score, I'm ready to play. We played, I think it was 62 games or something <laughs> that season. I played 59. By the end of the, wow. to be fair, by the end of the season, I was on autopilot. <laughs> I can't remember half of them. Really? You can't remember half the games? Because mm. that's not sustainable, playing that many. No, no, it's, it was tough. We played, <clears throat> because Ipswich wouldn't um, change the date of the fixture, we, I think we played Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday. <gasps> wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Them what? days, there wasn't no, no, like, you know, rest. No, and as well, you got to remember the, the League Cup was, um, I think the FA Cup was uh, replay and the League Cup was oh, too late. Yeah. Replay. <clears throat> That's so intense. Yeah. And, and obviously now, uh, present day, food, everything is moderated. Watch. What was it like for you? What was the diet like then? Mm -hmm. Slowly starting to come in. Mm. But it wasn't, it wasn't. When I look back at my, what I, I had for pre-match and sort of stuff like that, and everyone used to have it, uh, spaghetti bolognese. I oh, yes, love that. <laughs> I love I that from you, I, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have that now. Did you have parmesan on it? No. Uh, no. You weren't allowed that, that was too Spaghetti bolognese before football? Yeah. I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, but you go to sleep for half an hour. Before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. and you've yeah. not got an eleven million pound price tag hanging over your head when you it's go coming. out. Yeah. <laughs> I always um, want to ask you though, like, you know, them times watching you, you was the striker that was just grabbing defenders like in headlocks <laughs> and just finishing like physically. Was there any defender that you thought, you know what, today's gonna be a hard day for me? Uh, so, is it? Yeah, I'm Walter Samuel. Walter Samuel, yeah. Argentinian, yeah. right? Yeah. Why? It? Why? Just physically, yeah, yeah, demanding. So yeah, so was. I remember playing against uh, Spurs when I was at, at um, Leicester, and <clears throat> we're both running down the wing chasing this ball, and both just looked at you know when you both look at each other and go, all right, then come on in. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love that. Love and we, that. we both just went bang <laughs> and both dropped on the floor. <coughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did you have, um, you know, before you knew you were going to go head to head with a player like that, did you have any rituals or anything or any thought processes that would get you into the zone? No, 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 never. I never overthink, uh, you can overthink things. I never, I tried not to overthink that. I just wanted to go in there and let them worry about me more than me worry about them. Do you think that was in part the key to the success in your career was that you actually didn't yeah, overthink, you just played? Yeah, yeah, possibly. You'll see. And <clears throat> that was the thing where you, you see a lot of training ground players. You watch players in training. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, wow. This. But then you see him on the game, he's thinking too much about that. Yeah. And he can't do this. He can't do what he's just shown you. Uh, we've heard a lot of them. I'm training. like that. When I play football now, like training, I'm the best. As soon as I see one or two people standing on the sideline, <laughs> and someone said they're scouts, because you know scouts for some reason have a gun. Yeah. I can't perform. Who, man. who said you're the best at training? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I said it. Uh, no, a couple of the boys have said that specs can play. They, they, uh, technically, I can play, but when it comes to a match, it's, it's not the same. You, how much of an impact do the fans have on that? That pressure. 
Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's one. That's the main pressure, isn't it? You've got to perform in front of them. You, you, but again, it's it's. I think uh, Luis Enrique still said it. It's theatre, isn't it? Mm. It's about it's about entertaining. So when you when you went to Liverpool, Robbie Fowler was on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Surely there was some sort of pressure or tension there. It's Robbie Fowler. No, mm. not if you didn't care. No. You are the. He's the coolest, yeah, calmest man, man that, I've I, ever met. One hundred percent. Robbie Fowler was like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, Robbie Fowler, the, 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 the best finisher I've ever seen. Yeah. Robbie Fowler. Is it? Yeah. Best finisher you've ever, ever seen. seen. Tell me. Robbie Fowler. Leave him, I call him Robbie, Robbie Fowler. Fowler. Robbie but Fowler you season. came in there and you just... No, it wasn't about me coming in there. We just changed the way we were playing and it, and it suited the way that I played. It might not suit the way that mm. uh, Robbie played. When Robbie first broke on the scene, that Liverpool team was... Suited Robbie. It was it was it was built around that, and him and, and Rushy was coming away a little bit, wasn't he? So it was suited for that. Mm. Then Michael came along. I came along. Milan Barris came along. Uh, Jibo Sisi came along. So you, you 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 have your little spells, don't you? Little time. When I left, it, I was uh, I probably should have stayed, but when I left, uh, they said uh, Jibo Sisi is coming in. You're not going to play. So what do you do? You leave. You go and find something else. At this time, Emil, it was kind of post-Spice Boy era, but there was still a lot of big characters. <laughs> Who were like the jokers of the pack? Uh, uh, Jamie Carroll. Jamie Carroll. He hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. Him and David Thompson together. But, uh, Tomo left uh, not long after I got there. He went to Coventry, I think he went to. Um, but yeah, Carroll, Jamie Carroll was there. But Scouts as well. Crazy. What was he like though? When you say like he was the joker of the pack, what would he do? Just think of anything and he would do it. <laughs> Honestly, no joke. <laughs> anything. Did you have to be on your guard? Oh, hundred percent, all the time. <laughs> so they would go into they would like Tomo and then we used to go cinema when they were kids and stuff like that. And and uh, stupid things like take the shoes off and then he'll just fling it down to the bottom of the, uh, no. the cinema. <laughs> He was childish. Did it ever hit you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't there, but that's what the uh, things that they would do. And were there any egos around that time? I'm guessing there would be. Mm. There's egos everywhere, isn't there? You, mm. need, you need ego, especially at a big big club. But uh, it can reveal itself in positive and negative oh, yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was there any negative egos? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it was most of it was positive. We went to three cup finals, so... <laughs> guess, guess yeah. It worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there was... Uh, I can't remember any. But I feel like I feel like if there was egos like right there, Emma would be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. So um, people talk about the 2010 World Cup, right? Mm. And, and this was going on, that was going on. And my mate would text me, he's like, oh, I heard this. And I went, let me go and find out. I didn't know what was going on half of the time. Because, really? Yeah, because I, I have blinkers on and things could be going on. I'm not even looking at like, paying attention. I want to be more like you. I think that's incredible. Like to have the that's career me. you've had and, yeah. and be like yeah, so, oblivious of half. Yeah, so so I hear certain things even now. You're like, oh, that was happening. This is happening. Oh, was it? <laughs> when? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was in my wish. <laughs> what was your absolute highlight though of that season for you? Absolute highlight FA Cup. Yeah. Um, what was that? The FA Cup against against? No way. The, the, Owen double. Mm. Arsenal <laughs> played so good in that game. You know? I remember. Who scored Arsenal that game? Yeah, that, uh, was it Ari or was it Lundberg? Lundberg, didn't it? That 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 hurt. That was the, the the two goals came like last five minutes or something. Yeah, Michael Owen. What was that like? 
look, they 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 were a fantastic team, and we knew that it was going to be tough. But we knew what with what we've got, we we've got enough if we hit them on the break. And that was it. Um, it was Paddy Burgers ball over the back, and I'm sure. Um, I think it was Tony Adams said, "All right, let me show Michael onto his left foot." So he should really put his body shape so he just allowed him to have the left side. Michael just took it, hit it, wow. went in. Incredible. So yeah, it just uh, and this is the thing. So growing up, that's the that's the only that's the only one you can see on on the on telly is the FA Cup mm. at that time. So winning that is just yeah, that's the one everyone wants to win. What were all your family like at that time? Yeah, they're, they're, they're as laid back as me, to be honest. Were they also as oblivious as you? Like, oh, that's happened, has it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they must have been proud, though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I got my, and the fun thing for me was um, before my nan passed away, she got to see me at Wembley as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. The unforgettable one. This time it's England 2001. The one with the red stripe down the left under the three lions. Emil was part of that famous 5-1 win over Germany. And when I think of this shirt, it's Beckham scoring that free kick against Greece. And also the scoreboard with the clock and date. One Sep, 2001 on the left. And then it says Deutschland, England. One, colon, five. Olympia Stadion, München. Yeah, it's just an iconic game. Um... An iconic shirt, to be honest with you. There's so much that happened within that shirt. So when you look at the... Um, we lost the last game at the old Wembley before it got demolished and rebuilt, which was disappointing. Then Sven comes in. Uh, his first competitive game is the Germany game. They hadn't lost a game at home in 55 games. 55 no. games. And then we went 1-0 down after seven minutes. Yeah, Carsten Janko. <laughs> what are you thinking at that point when you go 1-0 down? As you know me now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's only Carson Yanko. Yeah, we're, we're going to win anyway. It'll be fine. Um, no, I thought Sven was brilliant. Honestly, I thought he's brilliant. Um, he used to have these little, this little clipboard with all the little move, like move these men around him. And he would just show you everything that you needed to know for when you go on the pitch. So you kind of just, you, when you go on the pitch, it's like, uh, these are the fundamentals, but then go and work within that. Do your own little bits. And he was brilliant at that. Um, we were solid, even though we went one nil down. We were solid, and then we scored goals at key moments in the game. So we scored to make it two one just before half time. So you've gone, you've you've suddenly been uh, one nil up as Germany should have been two nil up, but now you're going at half time two one down, devoted, devastated. Then you come back out, you want to have a little go. You end up going three one down. You're gone. We knew we had them then. We knew we had them, and then I obviously nailed Luke off in fifth. But I remember that game. That game, I just felt like you. Remember I said about headlocks. Mm. You, <laughs> like they couldn't. They couldn't deal with you, man. Yeah. So yeah. you, you knew in it. Like what playing, you just knew. Like, cool, you guys are done. Yeah. The thing is, me and Michael had a really, really good partnership, and I knew yeah. where, what I was good at, and I knew what I could do. Um, and they just didn't know how to <laughs> how to handle it. Um, I knew how to use my body. And I knew what Michael wanted. Um, so, yeah, it just worked so well. Yeah. At 3-1 down, do you think their heads dropped? Yeah, 100%. They 100%. lost the confidence. Yeah, 100%. Then. And then as well, you get Atom, you get Stevie, um, Scolzi, really Atom in the midfield. And that's where games are won and lost in midfield, they say. And they were really at them, getting getting really on there, uh, close to their first touch, taking the ball off, little niggly fouls, 
get them off the game and yeah, win them, won it. So you buried them in the 74th minute, yeah? The celebration. Now, obviously, yeah. knowing well, you. DJ. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, so are you a DJ, by the way? No. So, because that, that, this was like very cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, this was like a, a sick celebration. What, what, so, uh, DJ Spoonie is a good friend of oh, mine. Oh, legend. <laughs> DJ so, Spoonie. Yeah. So, this was why you did the DJ? Yeah, yeah. So, if you go back, uh, I think the first celebration was this one, like a trumpet. And, yeah. Uh, that was the season before, and then I and then came to Liverpool and did the DJ one, and that was just when I was, that was when I scored the goals, and then everyone remembers that one, and then obviously went to uh, we scored I scored the fifth goal, did that, and then did the golf put as well. Put, and, yeah. So he's a good keen golfer as well. I don't play golf. Yeah, uh, he, play, he plays very well. Oh, so all these celebrations just, for, just is it between for... you and Spoonie? Yeah. He must be buzzing with that. If you're Spoonie, you're like, ah, I'm taking all the credit for this. <laughs> that is brilliant. I've got to score, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you did both and people, and you know, you're watching going, I don't get it. What, what's, what is the meaning behind this? So I'm glad that we've cleared that up. No, but it's like England are winning 5-1. It's a big moment for England fans because we obviously, we, yeah. we ain't seen this, we're going to Germany and winning. And he's thinking about Spoonie <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're great mates. Yeah. How did yeah. that friendship happen? A uh, big Liverpool fan as well. And then obviously being around, uh, well, should, should I say being around nightclubs? <laughs> 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 At the time, twice as nice, etc. was, uh, yeah, was the in thing. Uh, also in this kit, Emil, yeah. it was that um, game, that Greece game. Mm -hmm. uh, David Beckham equalised with that last minute free kick. What was that like? Oh, amazing. Again, I talk about that game because I've, even just that era, Bex was controlling games from the, from right wing, which you don't really mm. control games from the right wing. You control games from the centre or mid. But he was controlling games and creating chances and scoring goals from the right wing, which is crazy. Now it's obviously more so now where you get wingers doing what they're doing. But back then it wasn't like that. Um, and he was he was just at the height of his of his greatness at the time. And I was lucky because when he scored a goal, I was the first one to um, go and go and celebrate with him. So I'm the one that's pictured on every celebration. <laughs> I love it. Um, so you're basically getting the credit, uh, yeah, like DJ Spoonie's getting the credit. I should have gone behind him like that, shouldn't I? Um, what was your relationship like with him off the pitch? Did you get on well? Yeah, yeah. Bex got on with everyone, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think, and I think he was a fantastic captain as well because, and I think Sven, he worked well with Sven. So when you're going away to tournaments, you can be away and it, you'll see different characters. So you could be you could be away for six to eight weeks at times. Um, and imagine just being in a half of a hotel or a little section of a hotel and you're not allowed to leave for six to eight weeks. You've got your room, you've got a room probably the size of this and you've got arcade machines, etc., which is great. Um, but that's kind of it. Where Bex would, um, they, them two would like sit down and with the manager and um, talk about what can we actually do to get, them out, get us out of the hotel, uh, where it be shopping, whether it be just walking around a mall, where it be walk, taking a walk somewhere. Um, whether it be going to a restaurant, because you, you're eating the same food, by the way, <laughs> day in, day out. So whether it be going to a restaurant to get us out of that, because you can go, you can people can go a bit crazy. Yeah, that sounds quite claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, Even if you're with people you like, you know, if someone said to us, right, guys, we're, we're locking the door, you're in here for four weeks together now, six, 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 that ain't sustainable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After four hours, you'd all be clawing to get out of there, away <laughs> there from you me. Go. So, and we, we had, uh, David James is a great one. So he, he he's, I always tell him, that, tell this story he, and this could be why we we chose to do other things so he would 
he decided to stay awake. It was 2002. He decided to stay awake for 24 hours. So he he woke up that day, stay awake for 24 hours, stay awake till the next morning, and see how he trained. And I said, "Why did you do that?" Well, just in case I have a bad sleep. But why are you gonna have a bad sleep? Well, you never know. But I think he was going a bit. What? What? And how did he train? Fine, I think. So you just, just did that for fun, fun basically. Yeah, basically, what can I do? What so, did he do throughout the night <laughs> while you were all James, sleeping? God knows, I was asleep. <laughs> Am I right in thinking he collects toy cars? I don't know. I'm sure I had yeah. a conversation about toy yeah. cars with David James. Apparently, he plays a lot of computer as well. Yeah, he plays a lot of, and he draws. He's very good at drawing, uh, painting, and drawing. Well, yeah. that's what he did throughout the night. Then he's got plenty to keep him occupied: <laughs> toy cars, drawing, and computer games, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. William Mill, please bring David James in soon because yeah. we need to find out what was going on. Yeah, we need to play with toy cars and computer games with him. It sounds like, though, at that time, um, I almost wish, from mm. my perspective, there had been a camera there following mm. you yeah, all around. Yeah, should have, to be fair. That would have been a great, great insight yeah. into your personalities yeah. because, obviously, it was such a great age for football. Mm -hmm. As fans, it was great for us, but... And, and we knew your personalities to a degree, but mm. I think we, we would have had a totally different, different insight yeah, yeah, if we'd have been in there. Yeah, 100%. Again, and then you're playing like computer games, et cetera, and you, it gets lively. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, you would have seen a different side to us. But now this is what, you, this is what you're getting uh, now, because they've, they've obviously do it for social media, et cetera. Well, my, look, that was a golden era. You know, you're playing with like Gerard, Skulls. Who was better, by the way? I would say I, I always say both of them are uh, my fav best players that I've ever played with. To be honest with you, if you had to pick one, because that was a I big argument. Stevie Moore. Okay, so you're saying Gerard? Did I say Gerard them times? We used to argue, man. <laughs> Me and the boys used to argue. Oh, Gerard or Scores? I think I used to, I used to keep changing every week. I like diplomacy as well in your answer that you played with him more. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. yeah, that's being kind, that is, isn't it? The Haunted One. This is the shirt that brings back bad memories. And it's Brazil, 2002, the World Cup. It's the blue one with the white pointed panels down each side, the Nike swoosh, the Brazil badge and four stars above it. Just think about Ronaldinho with 11 on his back, lining up to take a relatively innocuous free kick in the quarterfinal against England. Obviously getting to, going to the first World Cup, scoring up my first World Cup, which was great. And then getting to the quarterfinals and you're playing against Brazil, going 1-0 up. Fantastic. Um, and then, obviously, that free kick. <laughs> you know, but come on, that's, that's accident. <laughs> no, come on, come on. <laughs> no one can tell me. So, was it? I, say, I say he meant it. I, I always say, nah, no chance, no chance. But I say he meant it now. Why? So if I watch mm. it now, uh, David Seaman's left a real big gap on this, uh, which will be this side of his goal. He's come out like he's gonna, like he wants to come and claim the, the cross. I think he actually meant to put it in here, but it's it swung over and then gone into the other one. So you do think he meant it? I then? do think he meant to so, score, but not, not in that, not in that fashion. Yeah. That makes sense. Because the ball was, for me, the ball was too high for too long. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. it just, just dipped. But okay, cool. So. Like we, we we've gathered that you're you know you're someone that you know you're not really interested in things that scan on. But now you're playing Brazil. You're in you're in a tunnel looking at mm. Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Mm -hmm. What's going through your mind? Is is it now? Okay. Whose shirt am I getting? <laughs> <laughs> That's no, brilliant. No, 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 no. Um, now you're going to war. 
you're going to war. At them time, I playing it. We were playing against Barcelona with with, with with Liverpool and that. So we'd played against Rivaldo. I've got Rivaldo shirt anyway. Amazing. Um, we were playing against uh, uh, teams like that. So I was I was used to that now. And you're like, okay, yeah, come on, we want to win this. We we want to go. We want to go to the. We want to stay right to the end. And yeah, it was just one of those things. I know, um, Spets, you just touched on mm. it, then we know what you're like. Mm. Were any of your teammates, did they seem overawed mm. when they looked at this Brazil side? I can't say that we did. Really? Not, no. not with some of those did. players? No. Again, the players that we've got are all top end. So yeah. we're, all playing, we're all playing Champions League, etc. So it was norm to be up against this. Yeah, because England went when they were up, innit? I remember, I remember watching yeah. a game like 7 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And I remember England went, Owen scored yeah. and it was like, oh, well, okay. Mm. But, um, and were you yeah. confident heading oh, into that yeah, game? Oh, yeah, 100%. You really believed? Yeah. I didn't realise, though, Michael recently said that he was injured. I can't remember, I couldn't remember that he was actually injured. Um, but that was Michael through and through at that time. Even at, even when we were at Liverpool, we'd, we'd roll Michael out for, yeah, because he was that good, he was that good and he was that important to us. Roll him out, go and score us a goal and, we'll, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be all right after that. So Michael gone, come on, play 30 minutes, 40 minutes, score a goal and then bring him off. But then it's detrimental to his, uh, mm. to the longevity of his career. So see, this is the thing with me. It's like at the time, obviously England had a great team. That's mm. the golden era. But then Brazil had the front three who were Ballon d'Or winners and Kaka on the bench. Mm, Ballon d'Or So then you think like, I mean, you know, after that loss, I mean, I remember England fans very upset. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's because of the winning goal, because I knew got sent off as well. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't the fans have been like, you know what? It's Brazil. Yeah. They were just, they were the only ones that were ahead of us. Here's what it is. Should be, but again, when you get that far, everyone just thinks that you got you should be going further. Again, when you uh, we we never do our opponents a dis uh, a justice. We do them a disservice. Um you got to remember this the lad Cafu and uh, Roberto Carlos, wing <laughs> <laughs> this still had um, Lucio, yeah, yeah, and Ed Milson, yeah. centre back, centre back, yeah. They had uh, Jibbo Silverman, Jibbo Silverman, but Cleverson went to um, Man United, United, United oh, yeah. after, yeah, because of that great Kaka on the bench, yeah. <laughs> you know, after that game against Brazil. Mm. Did you see each other? You know, were you talking with the England team and the Brazil team? Devoured, to be honest with you. Devastated. Never really. Could you bring yourself to talk to them, though, and have a conversation no. on that? No. I, I thought we were truly going to go all the way. <sighs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though those guys are Ballon d'Ors and we're yeah. Ronaldo, and they, you, we're yeah. done. We're, we're winning. Yeah. And they, of course, went on to win their fifth World Cup, um, which is unbelievable, really. When you think about that, that's what crazy. an achievement that is. Yeah. And that must have, I know, you know, you you wanted to go all the way and, and you fully believed that you could, but you can surely take some comfort oh, yeah, 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 in do. that it was Brazil. Yeah, 100%. And that's what you look back at, usually, like, um, was we, we was we a bit deluded that we, don't get me wrong, we got our own Ballon d'Or, Michael. Mm -hmm. um, but they got three, they got four. One of them was on the bench. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so just, just, just quickly, because, you know, in that game, I, I remember when England, you know, they won it up. But Ronaldinho does a step over on Ashley Cole <laughs> and Rivaldo scores. Yeah. So that, that moment there, you're, like, what are you thinking when you see that? Are, are you not saying, oh, OK, you know what? It's going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> he got sent off as well. He got, that's what yeah. I said, he got sent yeah. off, yeah. yeah. But that, um, remember that step over, I was like, yeah. oh, my days. That was him through and through, wasn't it? He's just got so much, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what you're up against when you're playing against Brazil. Uh, they, got, they got 
technically so good. Yeah. And everything just seems easy for them. And everything seems fun for them. Uh, and when he did the step over, you can't blame Ash, Ash for going that way. Because if he doesn't go that way and he actually takes it, yes. then what are you going to do? Yeah, we can do, yeah. So you just, you just, you just accept it. But then you, they have so much movement off that as well. Because Rivaldo ends up, pu- Ronaldo ends up pulling up this way and Rivaldo ends up pulling up that way. So you can choose whichever one you want to play to. <laughs> yeah. And after that game, what was the reaction like to you and the team? Obviously, you will have felt deflated, but what was, you know, the general public, the media? I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, uh, yeah. Um, I, think, I think they were deflated in the sense that we'd come so far um, and we'd gone 1-0 up mm. and they'd had a man sent off. But I just thought that, it, I didn't think that it was, uh, I didn't think it was negative. I didn't think it was negative. I thought it was fine. I just, because obviously with all your physical power now, I'm just thinking, why have you, like, you, you see when Odino's got the ball, go over there and just grab him in the headlock. I've done that, I've done that front. I've seen, I've seen the winger just doing things, I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm going over there. <laughs> give him one. <laughs> just give him one. Yeah. Why didn't you take that advice, yeah. Emil? Come on. Emil, give him one, man. Where were you at the time? I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, here's one for you, Go Emil, on. right? You played under three England managers, okay? Sven, Steve McLaren and Capello. Wow. Mm-hmm. You've got to start one, bench one Ooh. and drop one. Who are you starting? Um, Sven. Why? I just, I enjoyed that every minute of with being in the England setup with him. Not I didn't enjoy the others, but I just enjoyed that, um, that time. We had a really good team and, it, it was, and everyone was, I felt everyone was together. Um, I know they talk about, oh, he's fractured, but it was, we were still together. We still had fun. We still had a laugh. And Sven did his best to try and keep everything together. Sven it, was so, it, was so, it was so clear. It was so clear in what he wants from you. And that, and that was one of the things that mm. you need. You need clarity when you're going out on the pitch, but with a bit of leeway for you to be yourself as well. Mm. And he, he, he gave that. Who are you benching? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll bench Steve McLaren because we never got to the... Uh, I wasn't. We, we missed out on. We missed out on yours. Oh wait. Um, but I, I, I. By the way, I, I, he was a very good coach. We had him with, with Sven. He was our coach with Sven. So um, oh, he was, yeah, first he, team coach. Yeah, kind of thing. okay. He was brilliant. He was very, very good. And obviously, he was at Man United as a coach, etc. Before that, and he was very, very good as a coach. What was his approach? Was how different was he to Sven? Pretty similar, but again, again, it's clarity, isn't it? It's just knowing what, exactly what they want from you. Um, he was more hands off when when he when when he was with Sven. He was more hands on, you know, taking the sessions. When he when he was on the manager, he was it was different. He he had coaches that were doing that. Uh, that means is it Capello? You dropping Capello? Yeah. What was he like? Uh, I actually didn't mind. I didn't mind him. I know. I know. Uh, some some players say he was too strict. He was too regimented. Blah blah. But I'd come from that era anyway. I started at yeah. seventeen. So you kind of do as you're told, and there's right. no there's no argument, there's no swaying or anything from that. Um, there was no spaghetti bolognese, was there? <laughs> there was spaghetti. What? Oh, it has to be Capello yeah, Italian. Italian. Spaghetti, but did you have the bolognese? <laughs> yeah, you're allowed. That. There was no, there's no ketchup and stuff like that. So you took, are. You, you're not allowed ketchup. <laughs> Can you let you have ketchup? Why not? No, you're not allowed any sauces. What? what? Did he just want you to eat dry <clears throat> stuff? Yeah. yeah I don't, not... I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so one you of couldn't the... have brown sauce or mayo. No, no so what, sauce. do you have on a sausage butty? You don't have sausage butty. So just bread, no butter? 
Actually, it's butter a sauce, what? though. Actually, you are allowed butter. Yeah, well, that's our sauce. You can't deprive him of loyalty, <laughs> can you? Oh, you know what? I just remembered. I've had a, I've had a bread and uh, ketchup sandwich. Have you? Oh, wow. <laughs> As in, you just get around a bread and put ketchup yeah. on there. No one said that before. No, what? I'll try it. I'd be able to try yeah. it. Yeah, but you wouldn't be allowed no, that. You're not allowed. You, they took all that away from us. Please, will you tell me why? I need to understand I why it's all. I think there's a there's a there's a thing in Italy, um, and especially the cultural wise, that yeah, these sauces and all that too high in sugar. Trying to keep everyone weight down, blah blah. Not allowed all that, and that was one of the things that was um, one one of the things that was not, I wouldn't say argued about, but was everyone was moaning about. Yeah, a lot of the stuff was taken away. Yeah, and, I would moan mm. about that. Well, you couldn't. couldn't, you couldn't I don't want to be Capello. managed by Capello. <laughs> I would be his idea of hell. I'd be a nightmare with the Capello. Can you imagine? So, right, let's just have chips a sugar? chat around this. Absolutely not. Chips and sugar. Although, chips and sugar? No. Yeah, if the salt's not there, because sugar and salt look alike. I know, they're just both <laughs> so, white so grains. Because they look alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not the taste. Yeah, yeah. We've all done that by accident. There was yeah. one time in the cafe, I saw sugar, I thought it was salt. Yeah, all over. What like, you can't you take do? it out as well. That's a lot. I close anyway. my eyes and eat it. That's it. Um, so, were you allowed sweets, chocolate, nothing? No, no. Never? No, yeah. Did you ever sneak it? Yeah, there's loads of sneaky, yeah. Who was the worst for that? Like, who was like, nah, I'm having it? Uh, I wouldn't even know. Owen Hargreaves. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the Named One. Which iconic player's name would you have on the back of your shirt? For Emil Heskey, it's Romario. Another number 11 from Brazil and another superstar. World Cup and Golden Ball winner in 1994. This is another classic Brazil shirt too. Yellow, with the CBF badge set into the front, green and yellow collar, and the badge with three stars above. This tournament would earn them their fourth. The toe part finish. Oh, <laughs> before anyone else. <laughs> you know there's a player I was watching that I've realised that is the closest for Mario? Sergio Aguero. Could be, yeah, you're right, actually. I thought they they played exactly, exactly the same, same yeah, way. Yeah, you could be right. Just less toe parts of Aguero. Yeah. I think it was all like... Mm. And, they got, and they look the same, don't they? They look the same. Yeah. It was all yeah. hard to do with. Just, just, I think it was... Was it the 94? Yeah. America? Yeah. Uh, him and Bebeto up front. Oh, Bebeto. How special was he as a player? You know, when you look back and you see... Uh, I think he went to PSV... Um, and done phenomenal there, and then moves on to Barca and just annihilates uh, United mm. and teams like that. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. He, he's just someone that I, I I watched, and you watch his movement, you watch little bit little things that he does, little drag, and little toe punt. Um, but again, he's only small, but he, he's winning headers, he's scoring headers. Yeah, phenomenal. I think he was just completely and utterly gifted. Yeah, Obviously, you've yeah. got to work hard, but. Well, did he work hard? <laughs> well, you have to to a degree. Though. Apparently, uh, they, well, they say that he said to the manager, um, "I want to go to the um, to the carnival." It was in <laughs> in January. Yeah, I want to go to the Brazil carnival. He got, the manager said to him, uh, "Score three, and I'll uh, and I'll let you go." And he scored hat trick before half time. He said, and he just took his kit off and went. I, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love that. And I bet he would have had ketchup. <laughs> I don't think he could have taken his ketchup uh, yeah, away Yeah, he ain't taking ketchup off him. Also, Johan Cruyff said he was the best player he ever yeah. coached, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think that was because he was so naturally gifted? I think, but you see so many Brazilians naturally gifted yeah. like them. And Why is it? Why? I think it's just something that they do in the streets, something that they play all the time. Um, and the way that they just express themselves, it's all fun for them, isn't mm. it? There's, no, it's always, there's always a smile on their face. There's no, there's no seriousness about football. Football's a fun for them. But you, a laugh. you're talking about Romario, because a lot of kids, I feel, like if Romario went short, it's right now. I don't feel like people no. will recognise who he is. But, but okay, people wouldn't really recognise who Ronaldo is. But R9. That's crazy. Oh mm. nine, I I did a thing and they were talking about um do you think do you think Cristiano Ronaldo has better skills than R9? And everyone said Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you not think that's just your genera generational generation thing? That yeah, actually... 100%. Uh, that's our generation. We're talking amongst ourselves. Mm. But for the younger generations, it's what you've seen. And also, unfortunately, people have short-lived memories. Yeah, when it 100%. Comes to, it's 100%. The, it's, it's the generational thing. But mm. but then they'll still say that Ronaldinho has better skills than CR7. Mm. Well, Ronaldo's got better skills than all of them, I think. Mm. <laughs> mm. You look at what he, he Ronaldo achieved going to PSV at 19 and 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 uh, I, I recently just watched his documentary so he's saying that he scored more goals than Romario mm. then went to Brazil's uh, uh, sorry Barcelona and scored something like 31 in in, in 38 games mm. then moves to Inter does really well there but then does does his uh, 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 mashes his knee up mm. and then but still managed to come back so you're going for Romario over Romario's when I grew up, so... Yeah. 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 What about the whole Ronaldo-Messi debate? Because obviously, looking at the World Cup, this mm. is going to be the last World Cup. Who's yeah. gonna, who do you think is going to get that number one spot? Do you know what? When, 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 when they're scoring, I think it's, what was it, 800 and something goals uh, Ronaldo's got. Mm. That's ridiculous. Mm. That's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to score that many goals. Um, but... For me, if I, if I was to choose a player to have on um, on my side, I'd probably say I'd probably say CR7. Really? Yeah, only just because of the way the English way of playing. Whereas Messi's more drifting and out, but when you give him the ball, you know something's going to happen. Do you think those? Do you think Messi and Ronaldo would have got the 800 goals if they played when you were playing against the likes of Saul Campbell, Carragher, and all these kind of players? Because I feel like they're just, in my opinion. Defending or defenders um, during your time were way better. Every well, the, team the, had a you, good defender. You, you, you say that. So um, Cristiano Ronaldo did play for United in that kind of in that era. Yeah. Um, so he did. He was. Yeah, but I saw Campbell was number thirty-one and he's returned to Arsenal. It's not the same. <laughs> right? Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> we had the first Saul Campbell, Ledley King, and, uh, and Martin Keown giving it. Martin Keown, I'm giving it. Ledley King, Joker, Martin Keown. So I'm playing for Leicester, and walking with the ball. The plays over there, and we're walking towards. You know, when you're just hovering around just to see where I'm, I'm going to make my run. Martin Keown just goes bash straight in my face. He <gasps> <laughs> just livened me up. <laughs> you didn't get angry or nothing. No, because I was going to get him back. <laughs> oh, so he was, he, oh, he yeah, obviously he was on that, all that stuff. You got to. So Keon was like, he was proper. Oh, oh quickly, um, when Dennis Bergkamp scored that goal at Filbert Street, was, mm. was there, right? Or <laughs> What was the score, though? Uh, was it 3-3? Free -free? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you witnessed that? I scored, yeah. Yeah, but I said Dennis Bergkamp, though. <laughs> 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 so, the, you know the goal where he scores, he gets it from the corner and then whips it in? Yeah. So I'm the one who runs out to close him down. So I, 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 I'm coming from the near post space. Ball gets played out, close him down. 
But you know when you're closing down, you're trying to use all these different angles to make sure that he... So when he's whipped it, I've looked and, I've, and it looked like it, it was going in the stand. So I just ran off. End up in the stand. <laughs> 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 <I'm> <laughs> <in> the goal. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Can't believe it. You had, uh, didn't he have one, two and three in the goal of the month? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From that game. Wow. And that game, right? Mm. This, is, this is why we love uh, Premier League football. That game, 89th minute, it's 2-1 to Arsenal. Oh, yeah. It's 2-1 to, to Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. It's 2-1 to Arsenal at 89th minute. And at Ends that point, you think three, it's all three. over, really? And so three, three. Yeah. I used to hate playing, I mean, as an Arsenal fan, going Filbert Street, Martin O'Neill was manager, yeah. right? I remember you... Is it Elliot at the yeah, back? Yeah, oh yeah. my god! I was just feeling like he's playing it. Yeah, well, oh, Elliot. This team is the Walker's crystal on the shirt. Oh, mm-hmm. oh Martin O'Neill. What was he like? Mm. Oh, fantastic! Because I, I know him now. I've worked with him, and I think he's a, a wonderful, yeah, wonderful man. Fantastic. I respect him so much. And I, in my experience, what he says is the truth. Mm. He doesn't beat around the bush with no, anything. No. Um, but what was he like? No, is, he was fantastic. He was brilliant. You know. Martin is the sort of manager that will give you the confidence to run through a walk through this through this. Seriously, for him, um, he was fantastic. But then being on the other side of him, mm. you don't want that. Oh, he used to get really oh, horrible. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Did he only do that when it was necessary? When it was yeah. necessary. And he didn't really do it to many. He was fantastic. He was brilliant. There's there's not many who have a bad word to say about him. To be honest with you, and he wasn't. He never coached. But as man management, you felt great. You felt from brilliant. I can completely see that. You know, even just from working with him on mm. the few occasions I have, he has that ability, I think, to just to do that to people. Mm. I don't even mm. think that's just with players. I do think with in everyone. life, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a certain kind of mm-hmm. person. And with that, he commands a level of respect. Mm. He's so likeable, but you really respect him mm. at the same time. And I think it was just for everyone at the club at the time as well. So... We would, um, as, a, as, a, as a staff or whatever, they'd go out for, for food and drinks and stuff like that, say for Christmas time. It wasn't just the coaching staff, it was, the, it was everyone. And he would organise everyone to get to this place, have a few drinks, have food and put with their families and go back. And he remember everyone, everyone's name, even to now, we've got some of the staff at the training ground who were there when he was there. And they all have uh, have great fun memories of him and their their kids have fun memories because he would bring them in, et cetera, as well. That yep. is lovely. How can I meet him? I, I, I have to meet him. Just slide into his DMs, that's what you do. <laughs> no, I want to go for you now. <laughs> what do you, you think so I'm you got, access? So you have a cousin to... that wants to meet you? Yeah. And I just, I rock up. <laughs> now, this was the Brazil 1994 World Cup kit. Um, obviously, this was their fourth World Cup win, that phenomenal side. What do you reckon their chances are this year, Emil? They're my favourites, to be honest with you. Um, if Even Neymar, Neymar out. If, that's what I mean, if Neymar... He's out. He's out, out totally. 100%. He told me. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he's out. He's in his DMs as well. I don't feel so special anymore. <laughs> Emma, you're first. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think um, Vinicius, players like that, mm. uh, which Harlison's doing really well. Um, so yeah, I think they've got the they've got a very very good chance. See? I, think, I, I see. I see they're they're mappings. That's my problem though, isn't it? It's like you know you pick Romario, we spoke about Ronaldo, but the same to work with Charleston and Gabriel Jesus. I don't think Brazil have got a number nine. I don't not think that, so. Not not of that caliber. Not of that caliber. 
because you, you, you even look at Adriano as well. Yeah, remember well, him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've always had that top top caliber. Uh, Neymar's their winger more than the striker. Mm. But it can be. We've seen different now. We've seen. We've seen. Uh, we're not really seeing traditional strikers anymore. Are we. Um, we're moving away from that, so it's uh, this. What do you think of that though? Like coming from someone it's hard, that's it's a, hard to take it. A striker, yeah, because I don't, I don't like it. I don't no. like all this full stance. I want, a, I want a big striker. Yeah, Chris Wood, Emilewski. I want a big striker. <laughs> you know what I mean? You. The thing is, mm. we've got, it's the era that we grew up in, and, and it's fascinating now. It'll always come back round that we we might even end up with two up front again. And mm. uh, the only thing is, my problem is you, when you watch the youth football. They're only playing with one up front, so they only really know one up front. Yeah. And then when they come up, it, when they when they go with two up front, they're like, they don't know what to do. Whereas we used to work on that. We used mm. to do that, and that was it. Four, four, two, four, four, two. It can work though, can't it? Without oh, yeah. an out and out striker. Look at Man City. Yeah. You know, they won the league without yeah. an out and out striker. Mm. It can. It, it can. But then, when you need a change, what do you do? Mm. Uh, when you want to put a strike up there, no one really knows what they, what to do. And that's something that is an ongoing thing where you have to keep training and working on that because everyone needs to understand. But it's, it worries me a bit because, like, for example, when Spain played Japan the other day, Spain, Morata scores, who's their, he's their striker, and then they took him off to bring on a, a false nine and ended up losing the game. Mm. So now when you're losing to Japan, it's like, oh, we can't bring Morata back on because we've just taken him off. Yeah, what so, do you do? Where do you, do you go? Yeah, it's true. That's, and that's the that's key the... thing. Is it, um, but again, are, are, are they being too? Are they trying to be too uh, intricate with with the with, with their it. tactics mm. and stuff like that? Just leave the leave the number nine up there. Mm. That's what he's there for. That's what mm. they're there for. Let's talk about Jude Bellingham. Mm -hmm. He's obviously he's so young, um, nineteen years of age, unbelievable player. How? How good do you think he is and how good do you think he can be? Well, if you're talking about how good he is now, he's arguably one of the best midfielders in the world. Uh, how good he can be, sky's the limit, really. Him, Gavi. Gavi. Pedri. Uh, yeah. And is it Musiala? Musiala. Mm. Them three, another level. They can be whatever they want, to be honest with you. They're so good. But so level-headed. And they're probably taking a leaf out of my book. They don't care. They, they just mm, go and yeah. play. They go and play, and they, you see nothing actually phases them, which is great because then you see the true them, um, which is I, I I just love watching him. Musiala, I just love watching him as well. But but Jude Bellingham, yeah, they're talking about hundred hundred million. I don't see it could be even more. <laughs> it could be even more. When you talk about nineteen year old. Who's arguably the best at this moment in time? You could be even more. Do you think if your eleven mil had been a hundred mil, you, you still wouldn't have been thinking about it? <laughs> That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> it depends if it's in the social media. Era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your son, Jaden, uh -huh. as well, who's doing unbelievably well at yeah. Manchester City, isn't he? Um, are you proud of him? Yeah. Look, the thing is, when you're when you're play when you're when you've had the career that you've had. And then you see your, your children going into the same school career. You just want them to enjoy it. And that's one of the things I just want him to enjoy. He's, he's just he just signed his scholarship. So this is his first year. And it's his first year professional. I remember when I went um, from school to what, is y, what was YTS back then. It's now a scholarship. And it's tough. It is tough. You're suddenly going from training twice a week 
to now training every single day, running every single day, morning and afternoon. So, yeah, it's, it's tough and I just want him to go and enjoy it. I've got one who's a bit younger as well, who, who hopefully will be on the same path as well. So I just want them to go and enjoy it and I want them to do what makes them happy. Is it making him happy? Does it oh, seem? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they love it. You can see it every day when they go to when he goes to uh, I call it work for him now. <laughs> when he goes to work, um, yeah, you can see that he's happy. How do you do this? Because obviously I've got a two-year-old son that um, uh, you know he has to he has to play football. <laughs> obviously I wasn't a pro, but in my imagination I was. <laughs> but um, like how like what did you do when he was like? Four or five years old. What did you do? So tell me the secret. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. It wasn't me who pushed him. It was his mum. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, it was a summer. It was a yeah summer holidays, and we were just his mum was driving around, and they were trying to find somewhere for them to for the the eldest one who's who's sixteen now. He was four at the time. This is Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. You know, to go to a summer camp somewhere, and they found one, and. Drove in and they said, oh, so she asked them, how much is it for the week, blah, blah. So he, so they said, yeah, this. He goes, all right, then what age do you have to be? He goes, sick. He goes, ah, he's only four. He goes, but he's big. <laughs> <laughs> so he come waddling out, went and played, and they, he go, they goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. Went and played, he used to put, have his Aston Villa shirt on at the time. Mm. I was playing for Aston Villa. And this was in Manchester. Um... And then we realised it was a Manchester City's summer camp, and they 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 said, "Oh, can you bring him down to which was Platt Lane at the time? It wasn't the new one; it was Platt Lane. Can you bring him down to there and he can train?" Yeah, no, no problem. I'll bring him down. So that's his mum. I she took him down, and um, he was four training with the six-year-olds. He was a bit off it, and I, I I'll admit I was like, "No, no, no." Within three months, he was fine. He was flying. Just flying, just and left him, just yeah, leave, just leave him. And Still with the six-year-olds. Yeah, sometimes you just leave them, and they'll 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 they'll, they'll work it out. Yeah, and and then obviously the younger one, who's two at the time, he used to go to. He actually used to go City and and Liverpool, Manchester City and Liverpool, and Liverpool's was just a just a go and play, go and enjoy yourself, and they used to, they used to let the two-year-old go and do that as well. And do you think that is because it it kind of feels as though the running theme here from your game from your career is the freedom to just go and enjoy yourself. Yeah, 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 I think you've got to. If you don't, that, and I always said that, if you if you feel that it's becoming a chore to you to train, leave it. Leave it, because I used to love training. And that was the key thing. I used to love getting up in the morning, going going and training, going and being around the lads, going, going and, and football was never a job for me. It was my, it was my, it was my passion. It was my, it was my love. Do you get that from Jaden now? Yeah, they, they, they absolutely love it, yeah. Even though I'm talking about enjoying it and loving it, I still have to. Started to work very hard. Like I, we, uh, right, my best mate, um, we used to do some crazy stuff. We used, we used to go for runs, twelve minute, and then we look at each other and say, "Ah, that's not enough." I'm go for another run, twelve minutes. We used to run up and down flats. So I feel tired just hearing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dad, used, my dad used to make me run up and down flats. Do you run? Nah, no. Uh, running is my body does not, you know. Uh, agree with that to, stuff. You'll get used to it. It hurts. Yeah, it, it, it does it really, really. Even though I try and play football now. Every week, and like say, I play every Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm feeling it. Yeah. So I went and tried. I went and got a um, a sports massage, massage, and all that stuff. And I was just like, you know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is it was in that moment he realised it was never going to play pro. I can't even cross my legs. Can you cross your legs? <laughs> yeah. What you can sit and cross your legs? Uh, yeah. I can't How? do that. 
Try uh, it. I never. I can't do it. Just try crossing them. Like wires start coming out and stuff. <laughs> Just give it a go. Yay. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, oh God, oh. sorry. I feel bad for making you do that. Can you cross them just like this? Yeah, I can do that. I can Go cross on, like this. Oh, that's but right. even even there, the wire. I, can see, I feel a wire coming. Do you not need to work? Is it your hip flexors? Hip flexors yeah. Yeah. You need Drawing to work on stretching. Yeah, Get your stretches done. I've been, I'm stretching every day. I've been stretching every day for two years. Nothing's changed. <laughs> no, Emil, you've been an absolute joy. Thank you, thank thank you, thank you so, so thank much. You. Honestly, it's been a genuine pleasure, this, hasn't of course, it? Man. This I've is... loved it. We've spoken to loads of former England players on Stripped, including Farrah Williams, John Barnes, Jolyon Lescott, Joe Cole, Jermaine Defoe, Jermaine Genus, and Rio Ferdinand. Have a listen to the previous episodes and subscribe to get the next one delivered straight to your device. We'd love a rating and a review, of course, and please tell a friend. Thanks to classicfootballshirts.co.uk, this was Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly.